Hey, what's going on, guys? Koopa here with a quick little PSA before we get started on this episode today. If you guys didn't check out the Patreon uh, or on the Cooped Up Twitter uh, earlier today, uh, I made a mention about how the content's kind of playing catch up right now. Some more of the Patreon content's going to be coming out um, this coming week as I play, you know, sort of just <laughs> catch up, kind of getting my bearings ahead of me as we get into a very busy week of content. Um, so, you guys are about to listen to the. Um, the Moon Knight podcast. Uh, we had a little bit of some edit, some issues with this one for whatever reason. Some of the audio was coming through a little fuzzy. Um, you know, we were having some some internet issues. So, apologies. This episode isn't usually up to the scuff. It uh, it usually is, um, but it's still a very much listenable episode. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It was one of my favorite ones that we uh, we did. So, uh, yeah, please enjoy the Moon Knight review podcast with Riz and uh, Rodney. Bye, guys. And what's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Cooped Up Podcast, the podcast that won't be taking a cab anytime soon. Uh, as always, folks, my name is Koopa, and each week I sit down with a friend or two, and we talk about all the things happening in pop culture. And if you didn't, uh, well, you, you haven't listened to the to the Avengers podcast I did at this point because I haven't uploaded it yet, but we're gonna do that later tonight. Uh, but if you once you listen to that, you'll understand. Yo, dog, I heard you like Marvel. We got a lot of Marvel content coming up the next couple of weeks on the show. Um, as of recording this today, the Avengers celebrated its tenth year anniversary. Um, the, the, the the big the big one uh, zero. Uh, that podcast is going to be going up later tonight. Uh, by the time you guys get this, it's all be an afterthought. Or if you're coming from the future, welcome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's happening today. Um, you know, Spider Man is celebrating its twentieth year anniversary. We are right on the cusp of Doctor Weird and the Multiverse of Sadness. And uh, we, uh, yeah, it's a real good time to be a Marvel fan right now. And uh, we're going to keep the good times rolling uh, with the wrapping up of what I think might be, might be my favorite of the Marvel series that have come out. And I have brought with me uh, two of my favorite people on the internet. Uh, we'll start with our, you know, the frequent guests around these parts. Uh, you know him, you love him. We, he seems to always be on whenever there's something Marvel happening in the in, in the multiverse of cooped up. Uh, it's Riz uh, Rizwan Kanchu. Riz, what's going on, brother? Uh, uh, stop calling me Kanchu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not associated with that in any way. Please don't compare me to him. Guys, super messed up. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I apologize. Yeah. Scrubbing from the record. <laughs> <laughs> and uh joining us back on the podcast uh, for the first time in a minute uh the last time you you came on it was right at the cusp of the uh the falcon and winter soldier finale mm -hmm. and in in fitting fashion uh there's a character with wings in this uh finale uh please welcome back to the show uh rodney conyers jr rod what's up brother how you doing i didn't know where you're gonna go with that yeah because you said in fitting fashion he's like yeah so we got a black guy here it's captain america all but all jokes aside though, i'm doing really well i'm ready to nerd out with you we haven't really had the opportunities to really sit down and discuss marvel because we're commentators and we're always commentating when we see each other but i'm ready to do it now yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I, I couldn't have uh, Riz I, I called shotgun on on the Moon Knight podcast. Uh, I think like right after the first second episode. Um, so I was very very excited to talk about this show again. Uh, as of recording this podcast, the Moon Knight finale literally just 
uh, came out today. Moon Knight as a series has wrapped. Um, and yeah, I think from what was many considered to be kind of a reach for Marvel, and again, you know, Marvel has, you know, uh, sewn a very intricate quilt of, you know, very successful IP and, you know, box office mashes. So I feel they have earned the right to take some liberties with some of their TV stuff. And what came out was a pretty successful product. And we're going to talk about it all in great detail as, you know, it's, it's it'll basically be me just raving about how Oscar Isaac is my dad uh, for probably the next like hour and change. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get into it. And again, if you guys uh, haven't already caught on yet, uh, we're going to be spoiling Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the uh, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, TV series uh, featuring Oscar Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac, and Ethan Hawke, uh, among other people uh, that show up throughout the show. And by all means, watch it if you want my spoiler free uh, take on the show. Watch it; it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's going to be your last warning, and we're going to get into into the fun stuff here. So, um, any 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 thoughts? You guys got, you know, once the show was announced, I believe it got announced at like one of the, the D23 events like last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, alongside with uh, Miss Marvel and She Hulk, mm-hmm. um, which was, again, Marvel is, is kind of going for the weird stuff right now. You know, sure. they, we, they've tackled a lot of their, their big IP, and now we're starting to get some, some love into some of the lesser known characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon Knight is a character that I like vaguely knew through Marvel Comics, but like, where was, where was your Moon Knight stock at? Before the show came out, and where is it at now that we're past the six episode miniseries? Rod, you can go first. Well, you know what's funny, and I'm actually glad you brought that up. You know, I think one thing that Disney and Marvel have been lacking for a long time is this kind of like diversity in their storytelling, whether it's like diverse, um, like script, diverse characters. Obviously, I mean, now we're starting to get, you know, characters that look like, you know, me, look like you, look like Riz, look like everybody now. But before, I mean, and I love Chris Evans to death, but. You know what I'm saying? We didn't need it. But um, I, I think, you know, when it comes to introducing characters, Marvel does a really good job of making you care about characters you didn't give a shit about before. And I know we talked about this on the last episode where, like, even the very inception of doing Avengers films and for them to take off the way they did and Justice League did not. Like, if you ask a 10-year-old 10 years ago, who do you want to be, Captain America or Superman? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say Superman. But Marvel... These last so many years have made us care about characters that we didn't even know existed. In Moon Knight's case, I always knew he was a thing. I just didn't know that, like, he was this type of thing. And I think when it comes to maybe, you know, dig into your deeper catalog of characters, like more of your deeper cuts, it's best to kind of put a little bit of, like, creative storytelling sauce on it. And what I mean by that is Hawkeye, for instance, on the Avengers, maybe not the most popular Avenger. Would you rather shoot arrows or would you rather turn into the Hulk and slam things? I mean, <laughs> I would probably rather turn to the Hulk and slam things. But you know what, though? If you give Hawkeye his own little universe, you can kind of explore him in a way that some of the other characters didn't get. And, uh, you know, his kind of felt like this Richie Rich, Home Alone, Die Hard Christmas film thing. And I loved it. Loki felt very different. You know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like um, it felt like, you know, Captain America, too. But, you know, in its own little contained area, um, who else was there? Scarlet, or I almost said Scarlet Witch, uh, WandaVision, you know, their show felt like a bunch of different shows slammed into one. So they're taking more creative risks, and I uh, I like it a lot. But when it comes to Moon Knight, they kind of leaned into, like, the, um, God, what's the name of the film? Split. M. Night Shyamalan, of course, he did his own superhero film, Unbreakable Split yep. Glass. And so the whole, like multiple personality things, you know, who's in control of who, what's real and what's not. I mean, there's a lot of like pursuit of happiness moments. Like you, you've seen the video with, um, with, you know, Kid Cudi where like in the film or in the music video, he's like, 
falling asleep and waking up, you know what I'm saying, upside down and like in different areas and shit. And we're seeing a lot of that in Moon Knight. And I just, I thought the creative storytelling, the visuals, even the special effects, I think Moon Knight and Loki have the best visual effects of all the Disney Plus stuff here as of late. So super sold on the series. I hope we see more of them again. I don't know if I want to see a series two that felt like series one. I want to see Moon Knight in some new environments. Not saying he needs to be an Avenger yet. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, that's coming. Sure. But I would like to see him, you know, fight some more bad guys at his level and maybe explore a little bit more of like the mental health aspect. Cause I thought that was so awesome to dive into. Riz, how are you, how are you feeling uh, pre and, and post uh, Moon Knight here? Uh, pre, I actually just never even heard of Moon Knight before. I had no <laughs> idea who he was. But I, you know, Oscar Isaac has once. So not ever. <laughs> def- not definitely ever. looking forward to this. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about the two things you, uh, mm-hmm. the visual effects. Oh my God. <laughs> and everything I did about mental health, like mm-hmm. I, I was kind of low key expecting to kind of, kind of like raise the issue, really go into it. You know what I mean? Cause I, sure. I wouldn't expect Marvel to do that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they kind of don't really talk about mental health. Right. But I don't know, like, especially that the way they did it at the end where like, you know, the heart in the desert. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Blew me away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was some stuff. I saw a tweet that circulated online after that, which is like the theme of, uh, of Marvel phase four is trauma. And it just shows all the main characters just like True. crying, like right on top of each other. There's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of trauma to be unpacked here. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I echo a lot of the same sentiments as you guys, again, as like a sort of like, um fair weather comic person like i've heard of moon knight in, mm-hmm. in other publications i know that he's a member of like the tertiary avengers teams like the west coast avengers and the mm-hmm. midnight suns i know that he plays a big part in a lot of the more supernatural marvel stuff um i think there's an, ar- an arc of the avengers comics where he is a mainstay avenger mm-hmm. um but now i'm more interested than ever and i think that's what these disney plus shows do so well is that it really makes you want to go out and read the comic books mm-hmm. and you know that's always been like uh, a, an, an avenue of, of of nerdism that's always like kind of intimidated me because there's so many different lines of uh, so many different productions of comics. Yes. So um, I really liked you know I really leaned on uh, content creators on YouTube and and other platforms that really hammer home like, hey, you should be reading like this if you want to watch Moon Knight. If you want to watch any of these shows, you should start with these lines. So you know I'm already trying to catch up on uh, Jane Foster's Mighty Thor. Yes. Uh, you know, before before Thor uh, comes out in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of like, you know, did my research on the character beforehand. Again, Oscar Isaac has never let me down before. He's great. He was already milking plenty of Disney and Marvel money. Um, shout out to X Men Apocalypse is what I would say if that movie was. <laughs> oof, but he's fine. He's great. Yeah, <laughs> that movie is a is a choice. Yes. Um, we don't but, talk about that know, movie. Oscar, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that oh, maybe someday. That's that's uh, a <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Right. Um. Right. But uh, Oscar Isaac has never let me down in anything. Ethan Hawke should have been in superhero stuff a long time ago. Um. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Initially a finalist for the role of Doctor Strange back in uh, when they were in pre production for that movie. Mm. Um. And that's a whole different energy to it when you when you when you think about it out loud. Yeah, I I, I definitely like uh my man beneficiary cucumber snatch a lot a lot more than Ethan. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real, man. I'm like, I gotta keep it. Keep yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. I don't I like Doctor Strange, Hawk, put, but yeah, yeah. That's- 
I don't think I don't I don't think uh, uh, Doctor Strange is putting glass in his shoes every morning. Yes, uh, that, that, <laughs> that definitely does not work in the in the, in the Sanctum Sanctorum. But no. yeah, like you mentioned, you know, I think the big one of the big points of Moon Knight is the fact that the character very uh, you know openly uh, deals with uh, dissociative identity disorder. Yes, uh, which the show, like you mentioned. Does not shy away from that, you know. Marvel, like we mentioned, has had no problem showing the traumas of of women losing their children, of people just entirely forgetting who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's and actually, it's actually in certain stories of Moon Knight you read uh, that it's actually incorrectly referred to as schizophrenia. Mm. Um, I believe it's in the Greg Smallwood run of of Moon Knight back in, in like 2016, where like there's a scene where Mark is talking to his dad. And his dad's like, Marks, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, I'm talking to my friend. He's right here. And that's when it's like, oh, that's the, that's the kicker. But, you know, we, we learn a lot about how, uh, you know, Mark Spector himself deals with, uh, you know, the past childhood trauma of that in mm-hmm. which Stephen Grant, you know, comes into the picture while also <laughs> dealing with the fact that you are the defender uh, of the night, <laughs> you know, essentially, you know, for an Egyptian moon god. And I got to say, when it, you know, like you mentioned, visually, the show is stunning. The way that that uh, you know Marvel and and Disney has been able to encapsulate such great special effects in these very small shows, mm-hmm. it's incredible. I think a lot of that has to do with how with I think the Mandalorian is revolutionary for what it's been able to do for the small uh, series with how you know Disney uses the volume and how we're you know sh- we're shying away from less green screen to more of the LED screens in the back, and right. these environments were were off the chain and. You know, just 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 going into the show, I was very very excited, and coming out of it, I'm stoked. You know, what we're in in an era where everything kind of has to feed into each other, and you kind of worry how everything is eventually going to get there at some point. Mm-hmm. It was kind of nice, you know. Spoiler alert: to see something that was very standalone ish. Yeah, just, we don't know. You know, as of six episodes of the show, where this character is going to end up in the bigger MCU? And sure. you know, I, I I guess we can. Uh, you know, kind of move more into it, but what what are your guys' general thoughts of of the of the show as a whole? Where you where you satisfied? Like, were you satisfied? Mm-hmm. Like, what you know? Where where are we feeling, Riz? You can you can open this one up. Uh, definitely satisfied. Uh, how it like connects to the MCU as a whole? I kind of don't care. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. It's been a great one, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like. How do where do I even start? Uh, okay. So good. Like I don't I don't care about yeah. the the universe mm-hmm. as a whole. This is just such a good story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I'm with you 100. I think um, you know, and I, I touched on it in my point before, but you know, just to kind of rehash it again, um, you know, I feel like I care about these Disney Plus characters a lot. more. I do even some of the original, you know, MCU, you know, guys who kicked 100%. off, you know, you know, I'm like, I don't, you know, Thor went through some things and then Thor got fat and now Thor is hot again. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't, I just, I just don't, I actually don't care. Like, and it's not anything that, you know, anybody particularly did on purpose. You know, when you're in a movie, you only have so many minutes, so many hours to tell a person's story. So Thor literally in a spam of like what a film and a half had to lose like mom, dad, brother, best friend, like everybody. So I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to care about this. But it's shoehorned in a way where I just kind of, I kind of don't like. He's going to get ripped again. Yeah. It's Chris Hemsworth. He technically is ripped under there. He's just we can't do it right <laughs> now. So, but 
you know, to, to your point about it, you know, tying into the overall universe, I guess I really pick up on that. Like they didn't really mention a lot of some of the outside effects, you know what I'm saying, of the overall uh, Marvel universe. And I guess up until this point, you know, I, and we've seen it in um, uh, Hawkeye, we were able to see kind of the snap in real time. So in uh, WandaVision, we've seen people come back into reality. But and I feel like in Hawkeye, that was the first time where we got to see somebody snap, disappear, then come back and what it looked and felt like for them. You know, it felt like seconds, minutes, you know, for uh, um, Black Widow's sister. So I thought, okay, Moon Knight is cool. You know what I'm saying? We're exploring like, you know, ancient Egypt and a lot of areas like this. I'm like, you know, we have Wakanda already. So I'm saying like, how is this all going to kind of tie into it? And then, you know, I think about three or four episodes in, I was just like, you know what? I actually don't give a damn anymore if it ties in or not, you know? And I, that could also maybe be like my inner, maybe slight DC fan as well too, where like some films just don't need to tie into another film. I think Moon Knight is a cool enough character, especially with how Disney plus does their episodes where he doesn't really need to tie into the overall, you know, bigger picture. Similar with Shang-Chi. Um, I mean, of course, we have much less time to, you know, flesh him out and get to know him. But there are some areas where I felt like, okay, he's going to become an Avenger one day. This is pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Very cool guy. Very hot. Very um, hot. Very modern. Very hip. But I'm like, how is he going to fit? You know, I guess he's going to meet Wong and like they're going to do some Doctor Strange stuff. But I was just like, you know what? Did we even really need that? What happened to just, you know, hey, what are you doing in my house? Oh, you think you're the only superhero? I'm fucking Nick Fury, dude. Like, I just, if we could maybe get back to that where, like, it's like a post-credit thing, like, and I don't need to see all of it throughout the film, I'd be a much sure. happier person. And I'm happy Moon Knight did that. Just had his own chance to shine, tell his own story. Yeah, no, I, I echo a lot of those same sentiments. Again, it was, and, you know, we, we talked about representation, about, you know, how their superheroes that look like all of us on the screen, and yet it feels like Oscar Isaac was able to portray all of us at the same time. Like, it was, it was, it was crazy. We got yeah. we got a, a Jewish superhero, a Hispanic superhero, uh, you know, a, like a, a Middle Eastern superhero. Like, mm -hmm. everything, uh, Oscar, it all boils down to me that Oscar Isaac deserves an Emmy for his, for his work here. Yes. He was... He was crushing it, like batting a thousand the whole time. And mm -hmm. like some of the things he's doing, very, very complicated, especially when you start getting into the whole, you know, Steven and Mark playing beside each other thing where, you know, he's got, he has to switch between doing an American, uh, a Chicago accent, an American accent, and then, you know, near the tail end of the series, a New York accent where it's mm -hmm. like, my God, like he is, he's such a great actor. And again, you know, the, the, this show really made me invested in a character that, I knew truly nothing about. I loved the story that they were able to go here. Not everything was perfect. I, I think there was some, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's, there's definitely some, uh, some, some issues here. I had maybe with like a little bit of the pacing of the show. Again, yes. that's kind of the issue you run into, right? Uh, especially with the finale. I felt like some of the finale stuff was a little rushed, but yeah. All in all, I think where the issue these Marvel shows run into is that the finales aren't always the strongest. Uh, I still think WandaVision has the best ending out of all these shows, but I think Moon Knight for me uh, is at least tied with Loki, if mm -hmm. not maybe or like right on par with Loki for how it wraps things up. Yeah, um, I think Loki has a hard carry um, with his ending just because like <laughs> we know as you know, comic book fans what is to come of the bullshit that him and, and Sylvie pulled. Like, oh, Kang is now <laughs> in charge. You're in a different universe and that leaves you on a cliffhanger. That's not fair. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with Damn, you. Damn, bitch, you live like this? Hold on. Wait a minute. So all jokes aside, I think, uh, yeah, Loki just has a hard carry. I personally, 
I, I know we'll probably talk about it a little bit later, but I still got Loki at number one for my favorite, but hey, art number two for me, Hawkeye's after that, and then boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Riz, where would you put this on the pantheon of, of the Marvel shows of the six that we've gotten so far from Disney Plus? Definitely top three. WandaVision yes. might be my least. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. thanks. Too cool. Uh, what what endings did I really yeah, like? Too cool. Um, oh, I thought what if was super cool. What if yeah. was cool? <laughs> that could that could that could be coming into play, you know, in a, in a couple. Yeah, of days. exactly. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> how many days? Three, two, <laughs> three days. Depends on depends on if you're getting Thursday tickets or not. And if right, you are, right. I gotta see you guys. I guess uh, mm-hmm. stay off the internet after today. Yes, my warning. True. Um. But yeah, I I, 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 again, doing my own research, you know, I understand a little bit more of the of the character of Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, I was looking at the characters they were using. A lot of the characters that they use for the show Mm -hmm. are very different than what ended up, you know, what what ends up being popular in the comic books. Um, In episode five, uh, Mark makes reference to a man known as the Bushman, Mm -hmm. uh, who in Marvel Comics is like, you know, the arch enemy of, of, of Moon Knight. Uh, I think one of the writers for the show went on a podcast I listened to recently, and he mentions like, yeah, like we had some ideas of like what we wanted to do, but like we kind of had to scrap some stuff. I think the issue again you run into not only with the MCU but with like a post COVID MCU is you know where the the slate is constantly being moved around. You know who knows where the show is supposed to come out in the pantheon. Mm-hmm. You know I know that Spider Man had to rewrite a bunch of stuff because it came out after Doctor before Doctor Strange now, yep. and now you got the Marvels and Ant Man flipping release dates. So like everything is like not always going to be sequential and like i understand that and unfortunately i guess the product is going to have to change uh because of that but regardless i got a great product out of this as i loved everything that oscar isaac brought to the table uh ethan hawk was menacing and creepy and and real culty and weird and uh layla call mm. me like yeah. uh make <laughs> uh, Mar- uh, uh come uh, i think I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that uh wrong but the actress that played layla uh 10 out of 10 absolutely uh crushing it uh and introduces the and in, in the uh probably lesser known character in the mcu the scarlet scarab mm-hmm. uh showing up uh who was traditionally presented as a male character so hey Love that again. More representation. Right. Uh, then again, she absolutely steals the uh, the show. Whatever scenes she's in, especially in the last episode where you know she uh, she hosts uh, the avatar of of uh, of the hippo. Yes, yeah. She definitely gave us a lot of range that I, I really liked. Um, I mean, of course, so did Oscar Isaac. I think you know when I see an actor like himself or like um, James McAvoy, where you have to kind of you know, I mean, it's almost like improvisational acting. We're like, hey, I am now pretending to be. Patricia, one of, you know, I'm saying Kevin's 18,000 personalities. Oh, what's the difference between Patricia and this? Oh, well, this one, I just wear a dress and I stand a little. But it's it's how you sell it, though. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like Oscar Isaac and both James McAvoy sell like, you know, like when I see the facial expressions, I'm like, oh, that's Mark. That's that he's being Mark right now. Um, Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Oh, hi. That's right. But when I I, I think of, of Layla, though, I think it was episode maybe three or four. And this is a typical Disney Plus thing, like, you know, the first two episodes are the first two episodes. are going to start out whichever way they want to, but it really starts to pick up in a traditional comic book fashion around episode three and four. Uh, yep. I think Layla gave us a lot of range when she found out, you know, the, the truth with her father and, you know, how, you know, he was, you know, murdered and, you know, how, you know, 
basically her her husband at this point kind of played a role into all of that next y and z and you know she gave us some of the best like just acting on the fly that i think i've seen in quite some time you know what i'm saying like i didn't even know layla and to be real up until that point i really didn't care much about her other than her kind of being like a little naggy to, to moon Knight. you know she was like where have you been i'm really fucking upset about this and then when we start to really dive into her backstory i'm like you know what I could actually go for a mini series of just anything Layla got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, maybe not, you know, seven, eight episodes, but maybe like, you know, three, four, just so we can get her fleshed out a little sure. bit more. The acting was just incredible. And um, like Cooper said, you know what I'm saying? If you aren't doing anything, Layla, shoot me a text. I'm never busy. <laughs> um, you know, I got two phones. So if I miss you on one, I'll just catch you on the other. You know. Catch you in a burner phone you're hiding in your flat. You know what, what I mean? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Yeah, I, I um, won't go on red like that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of missed calls. A lot of missed calls. Yes. Uh, fun fact, also from that same interview that I, I alluded to, I think it, I don't know if it was Mohammed Diab or like one of the other writers on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned that the uh, another a love interest in the um, in the comics for Moon Knight actually already exists in the MCU already in Echo. Uh, believe it or not. So, oh. Uh yeah, there that was a character that I believe they might have been on the right might have been cut on the writing room uh or the the you know the writing room floor, I guess is is the expression we go for here. Sure. Um would, would have been interesting. Maybe that that kind of uh sows the seeds of like where we might see Oscar Isaacs and, and Mark Spector and company pop up again. Mm-hmm. Um I know that that show is either starting to shoot soon or shoots at like the end of the year or something. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you know, that I, I think now is the time we, we kind of talk about the, the meat of the finale again. That's where these shows, uh, you know, really make their mark. You know, we no pun intended, yeah, um, but he just do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear. Um, but yeah, you know, we spend the latter part of the series of you know uh, Mark and uh, and Stephen, you know, trying to to coexist with each other. Uh, we again we get great visuals in uh, in both the actual Moon Knight suit itself and the fight scenes and a great Halloween costume with Mister Knight. Um, that's sure. going to be, that's, that's going to be fun to see, uh, in, in convention halls, uh, you know, for, for the next, like however many years, uh, <laughs> but you know, we, have, we, have, you know, end that's, uh, end season or ex- episode five with, you know, uh, you know, Steven falling off of, of, the, of the big boat, uh, where he is basically gets bing bonged, uh, a la, uh, inside out, uh, and left, left there to die. Mark moves on to the field of reeds, uh, and you don't really know what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, come the finale, you know, Mark and uh, Steven are able to make their way back to Khonshu and Layla. Uh, a, a giant uh, avatar battle uh, ensues. Uh, and then, you know, near the end, of, and basically we, we get to where we're at at the end of the show where we don't really know what happened and what's really real and what's not. But what we do get is in that in that post credit scene, and again, anyone that's familiar with Moon Knight and has caught you know caught up with the property, you know that there are three altars uh, to Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, and the third one being New York cab driver uh, Jake Lockley, who is a an absolute menace and tear, as you know we 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 see throughout those. Uh, you know those blackout scenes uh, that we, you know, we, we get throughout the series, and uh, you know it ends with you know uh, Ethan Hawke getting shot up in the back of a limo uh, by an, an, a, an insane uh, altar of Mark Spector, and you know fade to black. And again, that's kind of where we, we we end things off here. So, what are your thoughts on the finale? Like, uh, how, how are we feeling about our our friend Jake here? Like, where, where and where do you think we see this character uh, pop up again? 
you know, is it going to be anytime soon? Are we going to have to wait a few years before this? What, what, what are you guys feeling? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. Um, you know, we could obviously wait a, a couple years. I think, you know, for what I want, I don't want to wait a couple years, but I think maybe just for the sake of Marvel storytelling, they might actually wait a couple years just to like kind of flesh it out. And this is kind of goes back to what I talked about too, is seeing another season. Um, you know, I, I think the jumping back and forth between personalities is really cool, but you know, they kind of left up until a certain point, the blackouts, they were just very like ambiguous. Like what did these mean? Who is this other person? Like what's going on here? And I think honestly, you could do an entire series just off of, you know, Mark and Steven and, you know, and trying to figure out where this third one comes from and why it's here and why it can take control a little bit stronger than what they were doing with one another and why they stayed so quiet for so long um, up until, you know, hey, we're about to be killed. Boom, let me pop out real quick and make a play. <laughs> uh, which, you know, is a really good time to pop out and help, you know, right before death. But I felt like, you know, maybe sometimes yeah. in, in between, you know, maybe a little bit before it maybe would have been a little bit better. But, you know, one thing that I really thought was going to happen was that, you know, maybe Mark and Steven were going to be able to split, like just physically away from each other. And, you know, one can go off and live his life the way he wants to. And, like, if anybody asks, it's just, hey, we're just twin brothers or some shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, we definitely didn't get that, of course. Like, it ended the way it did. Um, I think to see them also toggle back and forth between Moon Knights um, in the final battle, you know, when they're going up against Ethan Hawke's character, I thought that so was cool. awesome. Yeah, it was, you know, he was in the suit, and then he changed from the suit to the traditional guard back and forth. And I just thought that that was so awesome to see. It's a direct parallel for what we've seen in some of, I think it was episode maybe three or four where the action got really heavy and he finally transformed, you know, Mr. Moon Knight, you know, he has to suit on and he gets stabbed and he's just like, all right, time to body switch. We got to switch. I can't <laughs> fucking fight, you know, but now they're working more, you know, together physically. Cause I think a little bit before that, you know, they had to, you know, uh, set aside their differences and, you know, really play the mental game with each other as they're stuck in that asylum. Um, but of course, once they come out of that, now they're physically working a little bit better with each other. And I think that's such an awesome thing to see, but, to your question about uh, what is going to happen after this or like where we would like to see this go. I thought the final episode was great. I still think Loki's was slightly better, but this one was really cool, especially for a character that has no connection to the MCU really right now. Um, no clear direction of where he's supposed to go after this. I thought that that ending was super awesome and much better than, well, I don't want to say much better than uh, WandaVision's. You know, WandaVision's was a good ending, much better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier's like Anthony yeah. Kind of like Captain America, but like police or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think, you know, gonna be. I would love to see him pop up on the big screen. We've seen literally all the other Disney Plus characters on the big screen so far. But these next so many shows coming out after this, we haven't seen yet. Like Miss Marvel, she lives in New Jersey, right in our backyard, Koopa. Yep, we're yep. we're going to see how she... Yes, sir. You know, works, you know, and right across the Hudson, you know, she wants to be like Spider-Man and be like the Avengers and um, same I've, with the She-Hulk. I've always wanted a superhero that calls a Taylor Ham, truthfully. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited for, for that. I know that's not the, the topic of the podcast, but I'm very, very no, yeah. for Miss um, And if it's anything, the same energy as Moon Knight, I'm 100%. Yeah, Riz, how are you feeling with the with the finale and, and where, where, do you, uh, where do you think this character might pop up again? Oh, the one thing you were saying, Rod, with uh, how you thought they would like kind of split up and do their own thing. Mm -hmm. I'm super glad that didn't happen because, like, I feel like that kind of just undermines the whole issue of it being like a mental health thing sure. instead of them two completely separate people. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of thought was going to happen. I was like, please don't happen. Mm -hmm. Glad it didn't. <laughs> um, 
I, yeah, I don't see them doing anything with this anytime soon because so much coming up, right? Like, how many movies are coming out this year? What's coming out oh, next year? And this doesn't uh, connect I mean, to anything. Look it up. Well, considering Doctor Strange is the first Marvel film to come out this year, not counting Morbius, that film never happened. That film wasn't real. We don't whoa, 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 I just wait a damn minute, friends. Wait a minute. Can we talk Morbius about... Sweep? I I didn't mind Morbius. Okay, so here, here's my take on it. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't glamorous. Like, you know, some of the more traditional Disney Marvel stuff. You know, Sony definitely wants to do their dark universe. Remember, they tried it with their own version of the mummy with Tom Cruise. And he was supposed to, uh, you know, it was supposed to be a big old dark universe where they're supposed to meet the werewolf and, you know, vampires and all that shit. Then they scrapped it because that mummy film was terrible. But, um, you, you know, Morbius was okay for what it was. I was like, okay, cool. Anti-hero thing, stand alone, do your thing. Fine. My biggest concern was, do we get Andrew Garfield Spider-Man back anytime soon? Like, Morbius can he be, has to be the one. He has to be the one. He yeah, has he literally has be. to be the one. Like I would love for him to come back and interact with some of these characters because these characters, one big key aspect to them, like existing terribly in this universe separate from you know Disney stuff, is the <laughs> fact that they are all canonically introduced through our favorite webhead Spider-Man. Venom has not met Spider-Man yet. Morbius has met Vulture, who has met Spider-Man, but he has not met Spider-Man indirectly yet. And so I'm like. Once Spider-Man becomes involved, I feel like these side characters become more enhanced. Like Morbius is a character that I should have shown up in a Spider-Man having his own film. It was it was okay, right? No big messy end, of course. Mm -hmm. Whoever you want, Morbius, Spider-Man. Yeah, didn't uh, Andrew Garfield just say he's? A break from movies or something like that? I don't believe a damn thing that man says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not we know in Spider Man. I'm not in Spider Man. Yeah, shut up. Right. Liar. Lion Mafia. ass. I don't trust. <laughs> yeah, he's sus. I saw Andrew Garfield, Patrick Stewart, and uh, Ryan Reynolds in Electrical. They're all sus as hell. Sus. I'm dumb, dumb with all of them. Um, yeah, more be a sweep, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Right. Um, right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so just kind of to talk to touch on the Marvel slate real quick. Uh, right. so, uh, as of again, this coming Friday, uh, Doctor Strange comes out, uh, in theaters across the country. Thor is slated to come out in July, and a movie that is definitely never coming out, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, is supposed to come out in November this year. Uh, that's also not counting, you know, Miss Marvel, uh, as well as I think. She Hulk is supposed to come out this year. I think. I think I'm not super sure. Off the top, off the off the dome. Um, but like I said, I'm 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 fully expecting Black Panther two to get pushed back or something. I don't know. I what am the okay. fuck's gonna happen to that movie. I'm okay with that film never coming out. Like I think Black <laughs> Panther. Well, like okay, so the Black Panther story played a really big role. Like you know that you know Infinity Saga, everything. Like obviously we need to go to Wakanda. You know, sure he needs to work on Vision. Blah blah blah. But between, well, okay, X Men, they don't recast. Or they do, honestly. At this point, yo, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Like whoever takes that role of Black Panther has some huge ash. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. literally yeah. career defined. If somebody yeah. does, you know, take on a mantle, which is probably never going to happen because you know Latricia, right? I believe she plays Shuri. She's an anti-vaxxer, and there's been a big old thing on set about it, and she won't get. 
blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, if he marries Storm or if they get together, like that'd be a cool way to reintroduce, you know what I'm saying, the Wakanda area. I want to see them come back, but I want to see them come back the right way with the right, the right story. We have to keep pushing it back and then rewriting the story. And X. it's just not, I don't know. It's a mess. It shouldn't be because this movie one of the biggest cultural comic book booms literally in the mm-hmm. last 20 years and for, for it to kind of go out like this it just it really hurts to see just give it to daniel kalua and let's call it a weekend <laughs> 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 but, just, let, uh, just let john rewrite it he got it you know it's it's just a quick tangent i was watching i watched age of ultron last night just out of morbid curiosity sure and i was just like i was just like when does this movie become a joss wheaton movie and then it's that opening fight in at the after party where uh <laughs> where uh mark ruffalo gets pulled over the bar and immediately face plants in the scarlett johansson's chest i'm the just boom. like yeah <laughs> yeah there it is it's that one right there officer that one right there there he is over there get him there's the boob guy <laughs> keeps putting boobs in movies take him away the fact that he did that in Justice League too is just like, dude, you you thought this was a good idea twice, dude. Is there a Gal, movie he didn't do that in, dude. Gal that I her, she was so uncomfortable with that that they had to get a body double for that fit, yeah that, that part. She was was like, yo, don't blame I, her. I don't like this. Like, and I don't. I mean, Ezra Miller is Ezra Miller right now. I don't think he was super comfortable with that scene either. I'm like, Ugh. but yeah, I know that's a story for another day. Big shout out yeah. to Zack Snyder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut. Um, yeah, other <laughs> stuff slated to come out this year. Um, uh, we're supposed to get the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Uh, Secret Invasion supposed to come out at some point this year, supposedly. So, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of shit that's still falling into place here. Um, I'm curious. I'm 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 not super sure where this is gonna go. Uh, I like I like I said. I think where I expect. Moon it to show up again. It probably won't be for a while because, like I said, they could do the Young Avengers. They could do the West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not a, not a White Vision is flying around. So, like, there's mm-hmm. like a store an opportunity for that, you know, to be a thing. I truly think the next big team up, big team up, we're gonna get in some capacity. I think we're gonna get Midnight Suns before we get anything. Okay. I think there's they're setting they're setting the seeds for that. Doctor Strange already exists. You know, you already have the seeds set with with the Black Knight, with Blade. Mm-hmm. All you're missing is or all you're missing. We want to talk representation. Robbie Reyes, uh, Ghost Rider. There he is. Give it to me. You you literally casted a guy like it, as hard as Marvel tries to scrub Agents of Shield from the canon. You rewrote <laughs> the Darkhold. You 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 took you you rewrote the Mockingbird. Don't rewrite Robbie Reyes. He's he's my he's my personal favorite of you know for obvious reasons of you know the uh of the Ghost Riders, um I, and again Mark Spector fit in perfectly with that you know we're at, we're establishing you know the the more supernatural side of the MCU as we move forward uh or maybe he pops up in Miss Marvel because that that film has some uh some shooting ties to the Middle East um I don't exactly know what uh, is happening with that show although very excited I'm a little piffed about how they're they're handling the rewriting of uh miss marvel's powers sure but, you know that's a that's a that's a podcast for when that show eventually uh lands i think that comes out at the end of this month mm-hmm. um, what, did, what did they change we, uh so in the comic books um based the origin of miss marvel is that she's te- she's technically uh she gets her power from the terrigan mist that creates the inhumans uh, she basically has captain uh, mr fantastic's powers where she can like gigantify parts of her body uh, and I feel like Mar- Marvel's taking a stance to make her a little more supernatural, where she gets her powers from more like, uh, like Kree stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of her gigantifying her hands to punch something, she makes like a, a giant fist out of like space energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so fans are like, nah, why are they doing this? And it's like, well, they're probably just doing it to differentiate her from Mr. Fantastic whenever that character inevitably shows up. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a, again, that's a podcast for a different day. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever we do see Jake Lockley slash Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant, uh, I'm very, very excited. I, I don't know when we're going to get that next big team up film. Uh, if it's the Young Avengers or, or whatever we just have for mentioned. Um, I just know that I hope and I just I hope it is Oscar Isaac that continues to play him. You know, for, we talked about if the show is going to get a season two. Uh, it was submitted to the Emmys as a limited series. And mm. in order to be considered for that category, uh, your show cannot have a, cons- a consecutive season. Uh, or it cannot have a subsequent oh. season. Um, I know WandaVision did the same thing uh, when it got when it was uh, submitted through for the Emmys. Um, so this, you know, again, this could be a, a cup of coffee with Oscar Isaac, and we don't see this character for Lord knows how long. But um, I hope it. I hope it is him that continues to play him in the future. Mm-hmm. Again, he's he's not doing anything that Star Wars has done. So it's true. You know, he's 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 got he's he's got time. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm excited, man. I, I I'm very satisfied. With uh, with with where the show uh landed at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, again, while we got some uh, time at the end un- end of the day here, again, the show uh, uh, we we got a little bit of a dead spell here, like we mentioned. You know, Doctor Strange comes out movie wise, yes, but the next shows that come out aren't uh isn't until uh Miss Marvel, yeah. and we we mentioned how we're getting into that phase of these characters where they haven't appeared in the movies yet. We at least know that Miss Marvel's confirmed to show up in the Marvels. Uh, which comes out next summer now uh, that got pushed back. So I'm excited. You know, again, we're, we're getting into the really weird stuff now. You know, we mentioned how Marvel was able to take not only just the B-list characters in the film mm-hmm. and make you fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. They've taken their B-list of the B-list characters in the Avengers and have turned them into very successful properties. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I, you know, I, I always liked Elizabeth Olsen's portrayal as the Scarlet Witch, but she got dick in regards to screen time you know because there's so many more mouths to feed in these avengers films and you're able to flesh out that story and her trauma in wandavision and she was great you know it, it was fun to see uh you know it was it was great to see the the struggles that that buck and 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 uh, sam had to deal with in a post captain america world mm-hmm. in you know the falcon and the winter soldier uh you know it's fun to see loki deal with his own traumas and immortality and loki but we've already seen these characters before. Now, now we're just getting to see more of them. And now it's like, okay, Marvel is now has is playing with house money, if, you know, for the next however many years they're planning this stuff. And so I'm I'm very very excited to see mm-hmm. you know where this all eventually lands at the end of the day because we're getting into some really into the weeds, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And and after Thor, you know, it's gonna because it, Lord knows what Black Panther is gonna be, but it's gonna be a while before we see some familiar faces on the screens. So. Yeah, and I'm 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 about it. You know, what I'm saying like I, I think you know there is definitely a formula that works with Marvel no matter like how much like so- sauce and season they put on it. You know, what I'm saying like the dish is still very much a Disney and Marvel dish. Um, I, I am very curious to see like where they go. And honestly, and I, I hate to say this, I feel like, you know, the first, you know, phase of Marvel, um, everything pre like this multiverse stuff was kind of hard carried by like these infinity stones and like the films, you know, looking back on them, like looking back on the first Avengers film, like at the time it was a cultural boom, it was a cultural phenomenon. But then like, when I go back and watch it now, I'm just like, damn, like this was like a film that didn't really... I mean, there was an Infinity Stone in the film. We didn't know it was a stone. Like, it was nice to, like, have films that weren't, like, 
there's a stone and there's an issue, whether it's a yeah. direct <laughs> issue or it's an issue happening in the background affecting this other issue way across the galaxy. And I, I hope, you know, this phase of Marvel doesn't lean too much into like the whole multiverse is open. So like in the films, it's like the multiverse is opening. There's a lot of crazy shit happening. We got to close it. And then, of course, on our behalf, it's like, all right, in the real world, multiverse is open so we can see all these other Marvel characters that weren't Disney before walkthrough. Like, it was cool in Spider-Man, you know, just, and Koopa, you know my thoughts on Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland's a phenomenal actor, not a fan of his Spider-Man. Um, but I, I hope, you know, this next phase of Marvel is not hard carried by just who's coming to the Disney MCU next. You know, we got Patrick Stewart, uh, Lou Ferrigno Hulk, he's next. Like, you know, like... <laughs> oh, you, my God. Oh, Ben Affleck Daredevil, anybody? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he shows up and sees happy. Like, John Favreau is happy. Foggy. Foggy. Yeah. That movie was terrible. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in power for sure. Um yeah, Riz, you got you got any thoughts on where, where we're going here? Are you, are, are you excited? Are, are where where where's your where's your head at for you know the the upcoming stuff we got coming out? Because not just in Marvel, it's a good time to be a fan of Star Wars too. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be eating soon these next couple. Weeks. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I like how Marvel feels more like I think character driven is the right word, mm-hmm. where it's more about characters and like their own thoughts and struggles and not about like i don't know big events that affect universes and stuff i don't know i I Mm -hmm. like the character stuff more and it seems like that's you know uh yeah i do want to give random shout out to the show mr robot if you liked the way this show like uh like the internal struggles of like mark and interact you're gonna you would love mr robot um yeah yeah there were the rami malik uh piloted vehicle uh i will yep. get that i'd like to get that show at some point um but yeah I, I agree with both of you where it's just like it feels nice to kind of get away from like the plot mcguffin stuff mm-hmm. of like you know of of the mcu and um again something i noticed last night when i was watching age of ultron before i went to bed was that thor has that that episode and he's just like oh yeah i see four infinity stones i'm just like oh <laughs> yeah thanks for hitting us over the head with it bro like yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for the infinity stone shot you see what i'm saying but and you know what riz you make a good point stuff is character driven now even in spider-man i felt like so like dr strange crossing the multiverse just makes sense that's just what well mm-hmm. he's not probably america chavez is gonna help him do along with you know Scarlet and that whole everything but even spider-man it felt like do we? Does this really need to be what the third film is about? Making everybody forget about stuff and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a very, you know, when they came out, time, time traveling, yeah. was that multi? Like, what, what is that? But now I'm looking at Spider-Man. Like, okay, you want everybody to forget you exist and you did a thing. You know, that's really kind of hard to do. Like, are we going to explain the details of the spell? Like, it erases. <laughs> Computer files, too. And, you know, what I'm saying like people who may have seen you that are now in jail that we might have forgotten about, like they need to also forget about you. Why are these bad guys in jail? They don't even know you're Spider-Man or what a Spider-Man is now or like whatever. And I'm like, there's just like no it's almost like Wonder Woman 84. It's like is there, we need exact details about something this large, this big. But it's like, nah, man, 
three Spider-Man in one film. What do you? Well, don't don't look at that. Look at, Willem, look at look at Willem Dafoe's spinebuster fucking Tom Holland. Like that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Exactly. Which was really <laughs> awesome, by the way. But I was that's like, "That's it was crazy." <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think reversing is cool because again, characters like you said, Riz, to like you know really showcase why they are the way they are. We're going to see exactly. a very different side of Scarlet, which I would imagine in a few days, we're going to see Doctor Strange look like a, a goddamn stressed out you know single mom here pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Like he is pretty <laughs> much you know ha- he's been stressed literally since what his well his film, but also. Thor yeah. three, you know what I'm saying? When they go to fucking New York and he's stressing there and every- that gif of uh of, of Donald Glover walking into the room and everything is on fire. Yeah, like, <laughs> so. yeah, like that's already been Doctor Strange since his inception in MCU. But um I hope you know Thor Love and Thunder they don't like lean into like the multiverse breaking thing, you know, and we get a, a slight break from it until I don't even know what another film would come out with that would, you know, really lean in. Yeah, I think just to kind of like wrap this up again, I had, I didn't have enough time to do like a proper Doctor Strange like prep podcast because like mm-hmm. there's really I haven't had a lot of time, but I, I think come this coming Friday, mm-hmm. so much of this is going to be way much more fucking sense because this is the one you circled on your calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the one where it's like this is the tentpole movie. Mm-hmm. This is the one that literally has multiverse in the title. We're not just you know we're not just flirting with the multiverse at this point. We are full-fledged holding hands making out with the multiverse in this film <laughs> um so you know it, it, it's it's very much a whole lot of shit's going to be answered after this again i love that marvel's taking a much more like smaller approach to what's going on here again there's still the the aforementioned of like i guess the biggest thing that happens so far is that like oh we don't know what that beacon sending off at the end of shang chi is mm. uh in, in his bracelets is is that supernatural what's going on with that i don't really know but you know, uh, I, I I think eventually, you know, you know that the Fantastic Four is coming on the pipeline. Is Doctor Doom going to be in play? We know that Kang's going to be in play. And how is that movie going to work out? Because they're now moving that up the release chain. So is that more important now? So I don't know. I, I think I'll, I once we get to this point, this is the check. This is the checkpoint so far for Phase Four, and. You know, I think it's not going to be until we maybe get to Ant Man Quantumania to where we really see like what is is going to be coming next for this stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think we're all in, in agreement. We're very excited for where this is going to go. I hope that I, I think eventually Marvel's going to get to the point where they they how big are they going to get with the multiverse stuff? Like, mm-hmm. is this eventually going to lead to like the Ultimate Marvel Universe, like you know, like in the comic books, or I I don't know, but um. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's a good time to be a Marvel fan, like we mentioned. Everybody eats, and uh, yeah, Moon Knight was great. <laughs> is 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 my last closing thought. As, and I wanted to mention this up top. When it comes to like, I'd love to talk to one of, to to someone who has like DID and like how, what their take on the show is. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you like we mentioned that up top, like the only real representation for this disorder in media was Split. And it was incredibly controversial because you're portraying someone with DID as a psychopathic murderer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of that might have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I hope that people with DID can look at, you know, the the, the struggles and, and the, the trials of Mark Spector and, you know, and all that he's become and really have something that, you know, that kind of uh, brings more awareness to something that, again, not a lot of people might not know about. So mm-hmm. uh, just put Oscar Isaac in everything. I love that guy. Yeah, I am. Hard agree with all of that. Nice to see again a break from you know the traditional you know, Marvel Disney formula. I mean, this is still a Marvel Disney project and product, 
But, you know, the mental health aspect I thought was really amazing. And it wasn't like shoehorned in and forced hey, look at this thing we are talking about. Like it's, you know, kind of intertwined into the story in a way that just helps it kind of exist naturally and not forcefully. And um, hopefully Disney know keeps up this type of stuff, too. I mean, I don't want like, you know, a bunch of trauma, you know what I'm saying? Like there are there's a lot of if, you know, these superheroes are real people in real life, you know, which I know that's like the the duality between Marvel and DC, like DC is gods yeah. trying to be people and then you know marvel stuff where they're like these are kind of normal people being portrayed as gods but um there are a lot of things that i feel like some of these marvel characters these newer ones would not like in the real world that we live in today so i hope we don't lean too much into that but i do want to see just enough you know what i'm saying where it doesn't feel like i'm doom scrolling <laughs> where are you at riz are you are, are you are you excited to, to watch me punch you in the arm when we watch multiple <laughs> <laughs> only once Several times, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is specifically a great week to be a Marvel fan, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's quite exciting. And again, uh, I hope you guys like Marvel content, because we're going to have some, some fun stuff coming up. And, you know, don't worry, Star Wars is coming back soon, so we're going to talk about that as well as the oh, Obi-Wan yeah. trailer dropped today. Dibs on that one, for sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you, are the cho- you, are, you are the chosen one. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I got Kylo Ren profile picture back up. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kylo Ren is my favorite time of the year, man. It is, <laughs> it is a... It is, truly one of my favorite times to be on the internet but yeah i think it's gonna wrap things up for moon knight again marvel continues to put together a really good product for these shows again even the ones that like aren't great um you know are still watchable at the very least and they're all you know setting up very important things you know we're we're getting young avenger seeds in a lot of these shows we're we're getting you know hints to, to bigger stuff happening in the future and it was again this is a kind of a refreshing breath of fresh air to see something a little bit more standalone-ish and uh yeah boys this is we're 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 getting into the nitty gritty. That's um, right. You know, we're after after we will leave it in a in a post uh, multiverse of madness world after this. And I've read some reviews so far, and I'm a, not anything spoilerly bold. You're bold. Honestly, it was a it was a choice. Oh, it's dangerous. You're rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out shout out to that one guy from uh, I think it was Variety. Like literally spoiled like a cameo in uh in the Eternals in his non spoiler review. Oh okay. god, like, my brother, my brother in Christ, you were the media. You like, are the media, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, listen, the re- reviews are all, all I'm saying is I love Sam Raimi as a director. Sure, I'm very excited that Sam Raimi's back in, in the chair for a Marvel film. I might watch Evil Dead tonight. I might watch uh Drag Me to Hell tonight. Mm. Uh, because I'm so excited, and if those, if it's anything like those movies, I know I'm in for a good time. There so, you go. Uh, but boys, thank you so much for for joining me today. Uh, you know, on 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 this journey, and uh, let the let the folks at home uh know where where they can find you on the internet to get your your thoughts and takes on what's coming up in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Rodney Conyers Jr. Um, I work right alongside Cooper. We've been work pals, you know, for like. It's been at least what six, seven years at this point, but and now we're like neighbors. Pretty now much, we're so. like neighbors, and we're finally getting a chance to really sit down and nerd out, like how we've been, you know, talking about doing, and we just commented. Can't, but anyway, if you like Pokemon games, Smash Brothers, Broadway stuff, we're also big Disney nerds as well, as well as Marvel shit. Shoot me a follow, all right? You will not be upset at what you find. Well, maybe, but you know, <laughs> you might a little bit, but you know, we'll we'll get to that though when we you follow me. 
What uh, about you? you? You can get me at Twitter slash Rizzy Bear. I kind of only tweet about movies <laughs> and uh, politics <laughs> if you're into that for some reason. <laughs> Stay for the movies. Uh, come come for the movies. Stay for the politics. There yeah. you go. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Koopa NJ across platforms. And as I mentioned, I'm an esports commentator. Uh, I, I talk about all things movies, and and again, I'm kind of a mix of everything right now. You know, with, with everything happening in the world, uh, I'm just a a conglomeration of memes and and pop culture, uh, which is essentially <laughs> what this podcast is. It is the the crossroads of shit posting and and, and pop culture. Um, it's my new tagline, but yeah, check me out there. Uh, uh, check, check me out on, on Twitter. Check out the show at Coop the Pod on Twitter. Check us out on all your favorite platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, check us out at the Believe Podcast Network, which is our host site, uh, the number one podcasting uh, site for professionals featuring over 400 shows. And uh, we're also on Patreon. So this show is going to go up on Saturday. Um, if you guys are inclined to do so, it's going to go up uh, early tomorrow uh, for all patrons of the $5 tier. So check that stuff out. I got some cool content coming there. I just got to get myself uh, all scheduled out uh, to do so. But again, thank you guys uh, so much uh, for, for joining us. Guys, thank you again for joining me for the show. And uh, folks, you have yourselves a wonderful evening and uh, take care. <laughs> <laughs>